Welcome back to Small Business Big Lessons, a Buffer original series. My name is Ash Reed, Head of Content at Buffer, and throughout this series, we're going on a journey to understand how great work happens. We're telling stories of unique businesses and meeting the incredible people behind them, examining how they're doing things differently and what we can learn from their journeys. Every business would love a strong community of avid fans. People who get excited by every new release, who eagerly follow along with the brand's journey and help the business grow by telling their friends. Well, a growing number of small businesses and startups have been making this dream a reality through building in public. The idea of building in public means sharing all of the ups and downs of your business journey and taking your audience and community along for the ride. This could look like sharing your decisions as you make them, revealing mistakes as they happen, showing what you've learned, and even involving your audience in the creative process. One of the businesses seeing success by building in public is Painter Jacket Co., a London-based fashion brand that makes limited edition jackets that are only available four times per year. I'm Becky, one half of Painter. And I'm Hugh, the other half of Painter. Painter's a London-based jacket brand, and we make four jackets a year, and we release them in batches. It's been two years since we started and since then the store's been open for 95 minutes which is crazy and as cringe as it is to say the jackets sell out quite quickly. There's hundreds of jackets in every batch that we make um, but despite the quick sellout times we just don't want to be known as a hype brand at all because our business model is like purposefully restricted, purposefully independent and kept very small with the intention to bring meaning back to clothing basically and change what it means to be a sustainable brand by making to order, making no waste and taking customers behind the scenes as their jackets made for them. Becky and Hugh met at a workshop in London in 2018. At the time, Becky worked in marketing at Nike and Hugh worked in marketing and product for a denim company. I used to work for a small denim brand in West Wales for about four years and I used to take the scrap fabric from underneath the cutting table and just start making jackets with them. And then when I met Becky. She kind of discovered these jackets and she was like, oh my God, these things are like so cool. And I showed her the other jackets that I had taken apart, bought from all over the world. And there's this one I just hadn't taken apart because it was so good. It's like from the early 1900s and the finish and the fit on the color, everything was perfect. And that was the last time I saw that jacket. A few weeks after they met, Becky invited Hugh to join her in North Wales to visit family. And throughout the trip, they started talking about the fashion brands they loved. Hugh shared his project to deconstruct and remake classic jackets and showed Becky the one jacket that he loved so much he couldn't bring himself to take it apart. After their long weekend together, Becky took the jacket back to London and it was never seen again. But this sparked Hugh to get moving on his project and laid the foundations for what would become Painter Jacket Co. Kind of decided, okay, let's remake this jacket. And along the way, we'll tell the whole story of remaking this iconic blue jacket. From day one, Painter has been an experiment in building in public. I'm Karthik Puwara. I go by KP on the internet, and I'm currently the program director at On Deck No Code Fellowship. KP is one of the most prominent voices in the building in public movement having published thousands of tweets on the topic to help founders and creators build an audience on the internet. Building in public is, to me, a mindset. 
of being comfortable and being vulnerable and sharing parts of your journey before you've sort of hit the destination, whatever that destination could be or milestone could be. So much of building in public right now, the movement is centered around tech startups, uh, but you can apply it broadly to culture, you can apply broadly to uh, art. It's kind of like writing an autobiography on the internet in real time. I think what we're seeing is there's a rise in interest in the audience and in your community to learn on the fly. And for Becky and Hugh, building in public came naturally. In fact, it was something they wished other brands had done before Painter. When we were first designing the jacket, as well as deciding on all of the decisions that go into a jacket, you're deciding on everything. Like, what should we call this thing? What should our color be? What should our logo be? There's so many things that were going into this, but we were looking at the references of the brands that we really, really love and admire and thinking, I wish they had shared their process in their early days. Like, why is their logo the way that it is? Why do they have two logos? And we thought, well, if we're ever going to be a brand that anyone references, it would be really cool to actually have almost an open book right from the start. Even for ourselves, it's like a scrapbook or a diary, hey? Like, just mapping the way that we make decisions. Commercially, it was incredibly important because by the time nine months later, we had a jacket that was ready for someone to buy. If that was the day that we'd said, hey, here it is, and we hadn't said anything about it until that day, there's no chance that anyone would ever have had a connection with that product. But by talking about everything that went right and that went wrong all the way along, as well as like on the brand side and the product side, it meant that that was a real reason for people to build care and build trust with us as well. So commercially and also brand-wise, I'm just being quite geeky and nosy as people. We wanted to share what we had wanted to see. I think as creative people, you love and respect the process and you wish that more people showed that process. Like at the end of Planet Earth uh, with David Attenborough, the best part of that program, the last 10 minutes where they showed you how it was filmed. Like that is just as interesting as everything that came before that. And we wish we'd seen that with other brands. And so why not just share everything? Because if we love the process, sure other creative people will love the process and that will attract the right person. When you build in public, you create a narrative about your business that an audience can follow and get behind. It gives people an inside look at how your business works, a sneak peek of what's to come, and importantly, it gives your audience something to talk about with others. I think the holy grail of marketing is word of mouth. And we're seeing, especially on the internet, the word of mouth is magnified, right? So if you do something stupid, it's magnified and you know you run into hot water. Um, but if you do something that's uh, delightful, that's surprisingly positive, that also gets magnified, you know. So customer service is now having a comeback. Being service-minded is making a comeback. Uh, we're tired of all the phonies, I'm telling you this, you know. Like, I think the world has seen enough phonies. People want like an authentic, honest take. You know, somebody who will look in the eye and tell them, this is what I know as of today with my best knowledge. When you're so focused on building your first product, it can be difficult to see the bigger picture and understand exactly what consumers want. Building in public allowed Becky and Hugh to gather feedback and fresh perspectives on their jackets in real time. Before we've made all of the final decisions on a product, we'd love to get customers involved. So it might be deciding on a pocket, whether or not it should have a pen pocket in it as well, or a pocket flap. It's often actually something to do with colors. For example, we know that there's certain colors we definitely want to make, but we'd love to open up to the floor and see what 
colours customers would like. So that might just be in a simple Instagram voting system. It could be a type form. It's all pretty lo-fi, but we just want to make sure we're listening to people and getting their opinions on things. I think inviting customers in to tell you what they actually want can like it can really put a rocket up you as well to be like, right, we wanted to make this and now we know that there's demand as well. It could just be Hugh and I talking to each other thinking, I think we should make this. I'd really like to do this. Would you like to do this? Will people want it? I don't know. The reason we sell in batches is because we don't want to make any waste. If we're going to make something, we've got to know that there's demand for it. One of the best parts of taking advice is showing that you listened. For batch number four, we had maybe 10 colours that we hadn't quite chosen the final few. And there was this emerald green that we weren't going to do. People just absolutely loved it. And so we brought it in and people just respond really, really well when they go, oh, wow, this is a brand that listens. We want to be engaged with our audience. We actually care and we do change things depending on the answers we get from our audience. And it wasn't long before the burgeoning painter community had transitioned from online to real life. One of the first things we did after, I think it was after batch number one, we were going to have our first Christmas party. It was just the two of us and we thought, bit dull, just the two of us. We can do that any night of the week. Why don't we invite our customers to the pub? We'll have a painter at the pub meeting. There was no agenda of there weren't going to be talks or any product announcements or anything. It was, we think that our audience would like to meet each other. It was customers, customers' families. If you hadn't bought a jacket but you were slightly interested or you just wanted to hang out and meet good people, everyone was welcome. And yeah, we gave everyone the address for a pub. We said we'll be there around one. And we thought it would last a couple of hours. And we were there till the pub closed. And it was rammed. There was one moment that was unbelievable and quite weird when there was a table of olive jackets and there was another table of Bill's blue jackets and there was another table of navy jackets. And everyone was just like hanging out with their respective batch one colored jacket members. And it was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Painter's transparent approach to building a business had made the brand approachable and trustworthy. And it also helped to bring together a community of like-minded people. These three things, approachability, trustworthiness, and community, will be essential for the next wave of successful small businesses. We've had decades of advertising and marketing trying to mesmerize people into buying products. But what this generation of internet native, um, in fact, I would argue the next generation, I'm millennial, so I think Gen Zs are smarter than me. That generation will sniff it out like, like that because they're internet native and they're smart. So it's really a sad and hard time for brands who want to trick you in the funny ways. And it's a delightfully optimistic time for authentic and honest brands. You know, the world's greatest leaders, if you've seen in the last decade or last century, sold you on authenticity and honesty, you know, and it's a great way to create a movement and uh, bring people together, you know, especially in these times where we're like looking for connections and bonding and belonging. I think that's what building in public does is build trust. We've talked about the jacket for nine months through the whole development stage, and that's all we were doing for nine months was building trust. If we just decided one day to say, hey, the jacket's now available, but they have no context of what's happened before. And most people hide that because they think it's not right. It's not perfect. I can't share this right now. I'll just share when it's ready. That creative process really shows who you are. So much of social media is filled with people presenting a polished version of themselves and their businesses. 
but we've seen how this can be detrimental and create unrealistic expectations for the rest of us. Building in public pushes against that status quo and invites us to share while we're in progress, when we're learning, and when we're figuring things out. In other words, it shows our humanity. People and businesses involved in the building in public movement have seen firsthand how others relate to content that is honest and human. It's very hard for someone who believes that the part of me that I show to the world has to be perfect or has to be like without any flaws or has to be like I know it all. I think those are the people who struggle with building in public because the entry fee to this world of building in public is vulnerability. Hugh cries on every launch. <laughs> it's such an overwhelming feeling that like hundreds of people all over the world are on the website at the exact same time to do the exact same thing. And it's like this big event. Staying true to their transparent approach to business, Becky and Hugh have even shared live recordings of their launches on Painter's website. Okay, it's 529. The traffic <laughs> just went up on the website to the product page to 355 people. <laughs> Sweat <patch>. <laughs> People you've never met, and they're just like, we're in, we're in. It's like, this is crazy. It's like, before every launch, you have no idea how it's gonna go. Oh my there's 386 people. Yeah. Okay. Even like now, seven batches in, people are like, oh, pff, you know, it's, you know, it's going to happen. You know, it's going to. It's like we have no idea until about five minutes before. Oh no! It's oh. down to four hundred and sixty-five people on the website. Yeah, it's it, it, it's uh, it's still unknown uh, to the day. Oh my days! It's just gone up to five hundred and forty-five people. Yeah, it's like so much gratitude. To these people who some of them wake up at like 3 a.m. and to get a jacket. That's mental. We've got Kuwait, we've got Spain, okay, we've got oh. Northern Italy, Portugal. Okay, shh, it's really close. I think we've sold to like 51 countries now. And it's cool to know like there's only one jacket from like batch number seven that's gonna be in Bermuda, or like there's only one in uh, South Africa, and it's like, wow. That must be feel pretty cool if you're the only person in that country with that jacket. Okay, okay, we are 40 seconds away. Oh my god, how terrifying. Okay. <sighs> okay. 654 people. Um, we're gonna have to buy some more fabric. Oh, I feel sick. <laughs> that day, for batch number 3.5, Painter Jackets sold 215 jackets, selling out in minutes. As with most, if not all of these pioneering business practices, the benefits don't come without risks. There's a fine line between sharing useful insights and giving away commercially sensitive information. It's a line that companies who build in public need to tread carefully, always evaluating how much they want to share and also whether what they're sharing is actually interesting or useful for their audience. The pitfalls come from misaligned expectations on like what building public is and what the outcomes are, right? What do you want out of it? In many situations, you have brands that are trying to leverage and sort of hack this building public movement and, and want quick returns or like quick sales or quick numbers. And, you know, like I said, it's a long game. You really have to have a service mindset to win in the long run. The other thing is people sharing um, unnecessary, I call it T-Mud, too much unnecessary detail. Like it's, I don't care if you ate a banana this morning and that's not building in public, right? 
but people assume that they, they conflate social media sharing which you know if you recall five six years ago we were sharing everything on social media like hey i ate a banana hey i'm at the times square hey i'm and talking to this guy who has a weird beard or i but that's not building in public building in public is one of three things it has to be something that is teachable so it is either a teachable element of your day or your experiment or your adventure second it has to be something inspirational insightful something that was inspiring something that was inspirational to somebody else might be useful third entertaining i think when the topic of transparency comes up i think people think right the two things that i should share is the name of every single supplier that i work with and exactly what it costs to make my product and i think there's a hell of a lot more to talk about than those two things i think because we're used to seeing brands like everlane set up with their with their wheel of portionized where the costs go and what the markup should be and all of that kind of stuff that people are kind of trained to think that that's what transparency means and in fact it's not and there's so much more to the stories and the design decisions and the reasons why that you're doing the things that you are than sharing and having to bear all in terms of the cost side of things. I think we're all trained now as customers who've seen enough of those things to look at a, a kind of cost wheel and think, does that sound realistic? Finding success while building in public can also lead to others trying to replicate your formula. We're at a stage now where also sharing things means that we get copied quite a lot and so every week or so there'll be a new brand that's coming very very close to what we're doing and we're not going to talk about that we, we, we don't need to we don't want to but I think by making the decision to share you kind of have to be comfortable with the fact that you are almost inviting that and you kind of got to keep moving when it happens. Due to working full-time jobs at the same time as their first product launch Becky and Hugh were forced to launch on a Saturday morning. It's almost become a trademark, but was born entirely out of necessity and overcoming limitations rather than strategy. <laughs> yeah, so that's copied a lot. The, the, the 9 a.m. on Saturdays, because it's, they think there's a magic formula. So when the stars align, you have to launch a product. It has to be in workwear. It has to be all this, and it'll, it'll sell out. And it's like, it's not. Like, all those decisions have stories and actual reasons behind them that aren't actually the proper way or the best way to do things they're just the way that we found yeah i think if there's something to copy it's the time that we took and the incredible number of conversations we had about the reasons why we would do certain things and like listening to genuinely the reasons why we did things whether it was working full-time so there was this constraint or having to sell that many because there's this constraint and then figuring out okay because of this problem let's create an interesting solution and a way around this based on your situation which will inevitably be different and interesting in its own way. And these individual differences when communicated well are what makes building in public so effective. Every business has a story to tell and so based on that fact every business can build in public. The idea is to identify what truly makes you special and unique and then tell people about it. Like it's not one type of person who can do this. There's millions of examples, right? We can all do it if you have the perseverance and the desire to get there. I think building in public like creates a level playing field. That's why I encourage people like me, people like you, people who are in positions of power, positions of influence to share their stories and tell people like how they got there. Right? Because it's not as radically, unbelievably hard as business books make it seem to be. And, and when you give out the tips, a lot of the times people ask me, KP, like, are you, aren't you leaking out your playbooks or aren't you sharing your secrets? And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. 
the secret doesn't make the person successful. It's the practice of the secret, right? I can give you a sword and teach you push-ups, but you don't become a warrior. The scars, the fights, the battles, like the hardships make you the warrior. When it comes to building in public, wherever you are is the best place to start. Becky and Hugh didn't wait until reaching thousands of followers before connecting with their audience. They just started having conversations with people interested in what they were doing. We only actually use Instagram. We don't really use Twitter. We, like, we've got a page, but we just say you can find us on Instagram because as a two-person team, we've just got to focus our energy on one place and we, can't, we just know that we can't do everything. We talk to customers so much in the DMs. Um, like we would share jackets back when we were first um, starting the Instagram. We'd, we didn't really have our own samples to talk about in, in the really early days, but we talked every day about something. And that might have been like a jacket from a vintage archive and the details that we liked and what was exciting about that certain piece or how it was made. And um, people would comment back and we'd, we'd just talk to people for a, like long, a long time actually in the DMs all about what they liked. And that then led to certain decisions. Even there's a tiny card pocket that's now on the inside of every jacket that we make. And we've got a guy called Max to thank for that pocket because he was sat on the Eurostar texting us about his favorite jacket, but wishing it had a card pocket. And we're like, well, great, consider it done. Um, in terms of how many followers we had at the time and like the stage that that was at, it was probably like seven months before we launched our first jacket three months ish into starting the Instagram page probably definitely under a thousand followers definitely um probably on Amiga 600 or something but nothing's meager everything grows everyone starts at zero <laughs> exactly <laughs> Becky and Hugh have really embraced trying things their way instead of just doing what others do even down to the way they create content one of the things that we always say is really useful when it, when it comes to like sharing content and thinking of things to say is to look outside of your industry for inspiration because if everyone in that industry is doing things one way it doesn't mean that that's the only way of doing things and it doesn't mean it's the way that you have to do it too like that applies in everything from the business model to the way that you share content and the way that you talk to your customers but one thing for us was we just kept saying when you go on your iPhone and you look at like software updates and app updates, the way that designers talk about the updates that you get, like, oh, slight tweak to this feature and I've updated this. Um, we just quite liked that and how kind of short and snappy it was, but also you get to see what, like, what you're getting, what's developed from last time. So then we created from that a piece of content called Batch Notes that's on our website. And it was basically like a constant stream of consciousness when we were designing a product, like everything that goes into that, including the things that don't go right as well. Becky and Hugh are always looking at new ways to engage their audience. In the same way they organized the meetup at the pub, they found other ways to jump out of Instagram and creatively tell their story to customers. So when, when we deliver a jacket at the end of the making process, um, they've, our customers have seen that whole journey all the way till now. And then when we, when we actually deliver their jacket, we want there to just be one final surprise and like something in the bag that they, they didn't know to expect. And it's different every single time. Building in public doesn't begin and end on social media. Becky and Hugh aim to create a range of unique experiences that bring their customers closer to the project and paint a vivid picture of who they are, what they do, and why they do it. Crucially, the motivation behind this isn't purely commercial. Their batches would probably still sell out every time, even with less content. But they do it because they want people to know what goes into making their clothes. They love what they do, and it's clearly important to them on a personal level to communicate that. For batch number three, it, it's already a kind of an event on the launch day and it's an event when jackets are delivered because 
people get to experience something in the same time window, which is really exciting. But we wanted to kind of bring everyone together, even if it was just through audio. So we created this audio guide to the jacket. And so when it arrived, you'd take it out of the box and in one pocket, you'd find a ball of organic cotton that was from the same area as the jacket was actually made from. And in the other, you'd find a raw corozo nut, which was what the buttons were made from. There was a card in there taking you to a link where you could actually then play a guide. We had voice notes from the factory, so from Sergio at the factory and Lourdes and um, Andrea, who's from Courtney & Co., the button makers. Yeah, it was basically all of the people coming together who had something to do with this jacket that you were wearing. So when you put it on for the first time, you're like, wow, like we, we don't want painted to seem like it's two people, right? Like behind what we do, there's button makers, fabric makers, pattern makers, thread suppliers, designers, illustrators. There's there's so many more hands that touch that jacket, not even just the hands that are making it, but like minds as well. And so we just wanted to just give a fraction of that in this piece. So here it is, your field jacket. <laughs> it's a military inspired jacket that has not only survived wars, but fashion trends too. Back in early 2019, to get inspiration for our own jacket, we visited so many archives, but we always came across the same problems uh, with the vintage pieces that we saw. They were too baggy. In this part of the audio, Sergio, who works in the factory where the jackets are produced, speaks to us about the people who work with him and the roles they play in making the jackets a reality. I am the person who back in who talk every week and sometimes every day about your jackets. They talk to me often about samples and change small details here and there to make the quality better for you. I have just few things to tell you about our factory. We are only make shirts and jackets and we have been making since 1981. There are 40 of us working here. The people this kind of personal touch transforms the jacket that's just been purchased into so much more than a commodity. It becomes a product of hard work an artifact of someone's personal history and the result of many people's care and attention. What will stand out is the stories these founders create and the magical moments that these products create and how do you capture them and how do you build an audience and following around them. Now I see a need for more vulnerability and authenticity in the world. And the next 10, 20, 30 years, I, I hope to be um, continuing this movement and, you know, be a part of it, you know, attract other like-minded founders and creators and sort of show that this is, this is possible. Not only is Painter thinking about how they can be constantly improving their own business and products, they're also thinking about how they can change the industry. The energy that drives all of this is passion and obsession with what they're doing. And this energy is infectious. The way that our business model works, it's exciting because it's pushing against the things that are wrong with our industry and wrong in a wider sense in the world in terms of waste and things that we all like to feel like we're pushing in the right way and I think people who buy from us are aligned in that way not just because of the product but because of the way that we do things. Um, Hugh is incredibly obsessed with product and the lengths that he'll go to like on a Sunday night still researching a particular type of stitch on a denim jacket from a very particular era from I don't know maybe it was only made in the 60s and 70s and he knows about this detail and it's that 
absolute love and that's the same reason why he cries on a launch day because he just loves it like you can't you can't copy that you can't um fake that it's amazing to see and i think his absolute love of product is a huge reason why um things work the way that they do we, we couldn't be doing a painter in something that wasn't in the clothing industry because that's what we absolutely love um, and I think my obsession to get things right for every single customer and we both have our obsessions I guess and I think that helps a lot. Today there's an abundance of options for consumers and the small businesses that win will be the ones that lean into authenticity, build a strong narrative and create avid fans. Painter's customers choose to buy from them because of their great products, but also their story and because they share it openly. This transparency separates them from the big name brands because at Painter, their customers become an active part of their narrative and journey. The way Painter builds in public is fully accessible to brands who are open to authentically sharing their story, and social media provides the platforms for it. If you want to build deeper connections with your audience, ask yourself this, what is the story behind my business and what can I open up about to my customers? What am I building and can I share more of that journey publicly? This episode of Small Business Big Lessons was written by me, Ash Reed. Script edited by my teammate, Ariel Tannenbaum and produced by Rowan Bishop at Message Heard. We're making this podcast because we believe in a different way to do work. And we want to share the stories of the businesses inspiring us. We also share our own story transparently over at buffer.com forward slash open. If this episode has inspired you or is helping you think about building your business in new ways, we'd love to hear from you. Tweet us at Buffer, head to Apple Podcasts to leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. <laughs>